First of all, I would just like to say before we get into the nitty gritty that I want to thank you for uh, being flexible with me since I thought we were supposed to record yesterday and you said, I think, 4 p.m. Eastern time, Mm -hmm. which I translated into 5 p.m. Central time, (laughs) which would put me somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, so obviously that didn't quite work, uh, but here we are. I appreciate you being understanding and willing to push it back a day. Here we are. We're going to talk about some Rocket League. Uh, Hootie Who, thank you so much for joining me on the Infinite Boost podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's no problem at all. I, uh, the time zone thing is wacky. You know, when you get into this international world online and you start trying to figure out, you know, PST, EST, CST, and then you got people in other countries, it, it gets out of control. So it's no big deal. Well, good. I'm, I appreciate you, uh, saying that. And I look forward to the conversation that we are about to have. So let's, I'll start off the way that I always start off. Why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got in, how you found Rocket League, uh, what hooked you about Rocket League and kind of like where you are now and a little bit about your journey to where you got now, maybe like with what you're doing with Rocket League, because yeah. obviously you're a streamer, you do the YouTube, uh, you do some coaching, but not, I mean, you can talk a little bit about that, but also like where you are specifically with your game, like like how you play the game, where you feel you're at and how you, how you got there yeah. sort of stuff. So um, I'll start. I'll start way back. Uh, I actually really don't have a, uh, I don't have a very rich history in video games. I played Pokemon when I was young, as I'm sure most 90s babies did. Um, But I was very into traditional sports, baseball, basketball, football, soccer. I ran some track, Uh, was very athletic, very active. Um, And then when we get into my college years, I was going to school to be a teacher and a coach. And I was going to teach and coach at the high school level. And, you know, again, at the time it was, the plan was to coach traditional sports, something like baseball or basketball. Well, uh, my third or fourth year of school, I can't remember. It was the latter, latter couple years. Uh, my buddies, I didn't even have an Xbox. My buddies had, uh, an Xbox, my, one of my roommates at the time. And they were, uh, they were all talking about this, this car soccer game. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're a little bit cheap or whatever you want, you want to say about them. And, uh, so nobody went to buy the game and I ended up buying it, even though I didn't have the console. So I just, you know, dropped the $20 on it. And, uh, and instantly, I mean, we were hooked, you know, we were playing chaos. And, and when you first start it, you all know, uh, you know, you can't fly, you know, it's just fun to drive the car. Um, and so hooked immediately. And I think the reason I was hooked immediately is because it is so sport-like, you know, there's no better kit, right. There's no better gun or, or, um, you know, shield or, or whatever that, you know, that comes along with video games. It's just me and, and the opponent. And it's not even about who's, you know, like in real life, it would be who's more athletic or bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and it's not even about who's better mechanically rocket league wise. It's just who can execute their game plan. And so it just immediately hooked me. And, uh, you know, I got to a point where I went and bought a used Xbox because I needed to play the game so much and I didn't want to hog my, my homies Xbox. <laughs> Um, and so I was playing on Xbox, um, got into trading. I really, really loved trading when I first got into rocket league. Um, did a, did a little bit of that. And that's, uh, that's, I guess really where I started to dive a little bit deeper into the game other than just playing casually, uh, moved over into PC, got a little more competitive, 
climbing a little bit myself. And by this time, I had finished college and I started working uh, for the Jonesboro School District in Arkansas. Um, so I continued to do that. Uh, I ended up being approached about the, uh, I was working with another coach at the time, uh, the baseball coach, volunteering there. And I talked to him about the game and told him, you know, some of my accomplishments and things like that. And he knew that I was really into it. Well, we got an esports program at the high school. Mm. So he, he tells the AD, he says, hey, I got a guy over here that we, we you know, we got to get him linked up with the esports team. He's, he's big time in Rocket League, has a coaching background. And I think he would, he would help the, help get the program up and running. And so that's kind of where I got my start as a coach in, in this world. Um, and really it was just kind of, I mean, it was just by chance, it was by luck. And it was just a fusion of, of, of the things that I've always loved, right? Competing, I wanted to coach. And then I found this video game and I loved it. And they just, you know, they just found each other. And so started at the high school level. Uh, and those guys, I mean, hey, those guys, like they had camera shake on, you know, like brand spanking new to the game. And so I was teaching them a lot of stuff. Um, and that was super fun. And then I actually reached out. Uh, like I said, I was in Jonesboro. I went to school in Jonesboro to, um, for for college at Arkansas State University. And I reached out to them and I said, hey, you know, I, I got a little bit of experience uh, as a coach. I'm, a, I'm an alumni. Uh, if you guys need a Rocket League coach, let me know, or, or any type of resource or whatever, let me know. I'm in town. And uh, they get back with me and they say, actually, we don't have a coach. So if you would like to, you know, jump in and volunteer, that would be awesome. So start at the high school level, do that for, uh, I did that for about two years. Then I got into collegiate esports, did that for about six to eight months. Um, and then while I was doing that, I was branching out a little bit. And that's when I got involved with Gamers Ready, doing more of that one-on-one -on -one style stuff. And then I got involved with uh, Kevpert. I'm sure a lot of the mm, people around mm -hmm. the Rocket League scene, they know Kevpert. Uh, I was helping out one of his, uh, I think it was a third string team under that Lights Out organization. So I got a little bit of a coaching experience there with, with the competitive side of things. And that is actually how I met Lemon Puppy. Uh, and then, so we fast forward a little bit further and he tweets out and he's a high level player. He's previously played in Rocket League Championship Series in season three. Um, he and a teammate tweet out that they're looking for a coach and a dedicated third. And, and that's how I got linked up with him. And then we end up, you know, being picked up by RBG. And so that's kind of my journey to where I am now. Um, as far as playing the game, I've always just been, I'm a competitive person, but I'm just a casual player. You know, when I get on, it's to have fun. Um, and, and it's kind of it's a tough thing to balance because a lot of people, they look at me and they're like, dude, you're telling other people to grind once. You're telling other people to put in practice and do this. And I say, yeah, but they're hunting for coaching. I'm not hunting for it. Right. I'm just, I'm just trying to enjoy myself and, and relax. And so um, as far as the game, you know, I love improving, uh, but I've never done it the, the, the way that I would recommend myself to do. It took me 3000 hours to get the diamond. It took me 5,000 hours to get the grand champ. You know, I've been very slow, but steady, but I, like I said, I just played to enjoy. And so that's kind of my run with uh, getting introduced to Rocket League and kind of how I have gotten to where I am today as far as all of that is concerned. What is what is the most enjoyable level of skill that you enjoy working with? Um, I, I would say, I would say probably, probably the, probably the newer players. Um, you know, as a competitor, I'd love, I'd love helping with these, these high level players. Uh, but that is more of the coaching that I think people kind of misunderstand. They don't really understand what a coach actually is. When you get to that level, a lot of them are confused how I can coach players that are better than me. Um, and it's because it's more of like the intangible things, right? Like mentality, um, you know, motivation and, and keeping that, keeping that mind right. And those types of things, but teaching newer players, you know, you tell them that they have 1.5 seconds from the first jump to the second jump and they're just, their, their mind is blown. 
right? Like you tell mm-hmm. them that uh, if they tap the jump button lightly, their car barely jumps off the ground. And if they, you know, you know, press it hard and hold the jump button down, the car jumps higher. Again, they're just mind is blown. And so it's really fun to work with new players and help them kind of discover, really discover the game. And, and I think the reason that is fun is because I discovered it all myself without any guidance. I can, I can vividly remember the celebration screen after games, okay? And the cars, they jump in the air and they start rolling. And I just think, I can't figure it out. I don't know how to do that with my car because I didn't know, I didn't know the air roll was a thing. Like, you know, I could press forward on my stick until the nose, you know, over like that or kind of turn the car, but I didn't know how to roll and just being amazed. And then finally, when I figured out like, oh, it's a, it's a mind and you just move your stick. It was, you know, I had that aha moment that I'm talking about, like the mind blowing. And so it's really fun to help out a lot of new players, uh, just really discover the game and what all is, what all is possible with Rocket League. So I think mm. probably, probably more the lower end of the ladder. So then in terms of like working with players that are better than you, mm-hmm. how, how is it that you have been able to determine or understand the game at a higher level than your own capability? Yeah. So that's a great how do you, question. How do you decipher the two? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, um, you know, when I say it, I think a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But um, when you look at traditional sports coaches, a lot of times they can't physically perform the activities, but they can understand it, right? They can see it and they know what should happen, but that doesn't mean that they can do it. And it's a very similar thing here. Like, I think a big part of why I'm not super good at the game and why it took me so long to make progress is because I don't have a video game background. You know, if I was grinding video games and had a ton of hours of muscle memory built up from five years old to being 28 now, then I'd probably, I'd probably grasp things a little bit quicker. Um, but, you know, helping those guys uh, strategically, I think the game really is fairly simple. Uh, obviously, there's some depth to it, and, and you have kind of like strategies and counter strategies and teams that like to play uh, faster pace or a team that is more, uh, risky and, and things like that. And you can kind of counter those things, but strategically, tactically, the game is relatively simple. Um, and so a lot of the times, the biggest thing that these players need at the top is they need like mentality help. They need help with the competitive psychology, right? So, uh, making sure they don't overestimate players, making sure they respect players, uh, that they may not, you know, if I'm not here chirping in their ear, they may not respect them because they're not mechanically on that level or, uh, you know, they have, they don't have the accomplishments or achievements that, that this, that this team does. And so really helping these guys is, is more along the lines of, you know, just keeping their mind right, keeping them motivated. Um, I think one thing is to spark thought and to spark um, reflection. Uh, a lot of times players can become a little bit complacent, at least on the mental side of the game as far as like studying and trying to, to, you know, up their um, knowledge of the game and, uh, you know, looking at players that are better than them, maybe not overall, but better than them at a specific thing or at a specific skill or, you know, like a, a world renowned player as far as position, uh, positioning is turbo pulsar, right? Everybody just talks about like, he's just in the right place at the right time. He's always doing the right thing. Well, let's look at that. Let's study that. Let's break that down and figure out how does he accomplish that? Let's look at his movements and where he likes to position when the ball is here, when the ball is here, when his teammates have these this amount of boost or when they're transitioning from offense to defense, you know, what are some of his tendencies? And so it's a lot less of like, you know, teaching them, like I talked about with the, the newer players, you know, touch this button to get this mechanic, right? Or like how to perfect certain mechanics. Those players, I mean, 
these are the best players on the planet, right? They 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 understand the mechanics of the game, and it's more of just kind of uh, being there as a as a uh, you know just a, a coach to be there to keep their head right uh, as far as the competitive psychology goes, as far as respecting other teams, uh, as far as you know keeping themselves motivated to practice and get better um, and studying the game and, and that type of stuff. And so uh, that's where I think a lot of people make a mistake is where they think that I need to be able to play the game better than this player than to help to um, actually be able to help them improve. And that's really just not the case. I think especially at a pro level, since you have a little bit of experience with this, the one thing that intrigues me the most is this idea or, or I get, I'm not very good at saying things efficiently i i can only say drawn out sentences the i so if you're if you're at a pro level and you guys were like when you were coaching with rgb rbg there you go rbg yep rbg i mean you you guys were at the very top of the grid mm-hmm. not the not the grid you almost got the into the grid you were at the very top that's of right. the field that's right uh and it, that's such an interesting place to be because obviously you're good, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel the team is good. And I feel like, you know, let's say you want to make a jump of 100 MMR. Well, if you're going from 500 to 600, the concepts to make that jump are very simple, mm-hmm. right? Very that's straightforward. Fine. Like, just don't miss the ball or get a little bit faster or hit the ball a little bit harder mm-hmm. and you're going to be great. But then if you want to jump from 1700 to 1800, that's like jumping from 300 to 1200. Yes. Like it just, it just takes so much. So when you're, when you're up at that high of an MMR, when you have that much ground that you want to cover that you actually want to gain, if you want to become a 1700 or an 1800 player, when you're 1700, like for, for this year, I would like to gain at least four or 500 MMR. Like, and that's this year. Like I'm not thinking in the next month I want to be SSL. I'm thinking by Mm -hmm. the end of the year, you know, I want to be in the 1800s, but like, how, how, how would you talk to somebody or how would you guide somebody in terms of mindset or thought or practice or um, all of those things in making the small jump, which is actually this gigantic leap you know what i mean yes. mm-hmm. so uh, a big key there is um is really just uh, it's kind of your approach to it how you think about it and it and and i love here that you talked about like a year right like you need to be patient with it because it is that exponential graph like it becomes a small jump becomes so much more difficult to make when you're already that high right and so you just really have to focus on first and foremost you have to have the mechanics, right? You have to have the consistency level because it doesn't matter how smart you are. If you're not able to keep up, you're just not going to be able to keep up. And so, and what we're talking about here is like your, your 1600 to 1900 players. Um, you have to build that foundation of mechanical ability. Uh, and it needs to happen at a, you know, a certain level of consistency uh, to be able to climb at that point. And then from there, I think it is a lot more about, studying the game and understanding what you need to do 
as a team to accomplish victory. And that is not going to be the same actions every single time you load into a new ranked lobby. It's going to be different each time. You're going to have, you know, if you're a solo queue player, you're going to have two new players on your team. If you're if you're a, if you're a three stack, you're still going to have three new opponents over there. You're going to have, you know, different situations. You may go down early in the game. You may go up early, 2-0, you know, and all of these things are going to require different approaches. And, you know, for someone like me that has this traditional sports background, it's just kind of like a, it's just part of it. It just seems like a no-brainer. Um, you know, when a football team has a two-touchdown lead and there's a minute and 30 seconds left, they're not throwing Hail Marys, right? They're running the ball to run the clock out, or they're even taking a knee. And so those things are just kind of obvious time wasters because what are they trying to do? They're trying to win the game. And I think a lot of people in the esports world, especially in the ranked ladder, because it's not like, yes, it's competitive, but there's nothing on the line aside from that rank. Um, people don't really strategically or they don't critically think about the game. And so like, if you want to rank up, you need to win. Okay. So there's step one. If I want to win, what do I need to do? And I think this is where players start to mess up because they just think that go fast, hit the ball before the opponents, score the ball. Those are the three things that people, um, you know, associate with winning. And that's not what winning is. Uh, you know, if you have a two goal lead, I was talking, I was ranting about this today because we had a, my team, I was playing some, some rank today and uh, my team had a one goal lead with 15 seconds left. Okay. And one teammate is air dribbling from the left wall. And I, I look up and my second teammate has pre-jumped from our backboard. <laughs> and we have 15 seconds left and a one goal lead. That person is not thinking about winning the game. That person is thinking about hitting that clip, right? Getting that goal. And that's okay if that's what you're comfortable with. If, if, you're, if, your main, if your main focus with the game is, let me get this Twitter highlight. Let me get this give your game goal of the year. That's fine. But you can't be mad about losing games. You can't be mad about not ranking up if that's how you approach the game. And so when you get to this top level, first and foremost, mechanical consistency. Second, you've got to have a, a decent understanding of the game as far as you know where you need to be position-wise. You need to understand that this is a three-man or two-man unit, and we have to work together and apply all three of our pieces to the set, like to the team to achieve this one single goal. So, mechanical consistency, a, a, a base, a foundation level of understanding of how the game operates, which I think most players at sixteen hundred to nineteen hundred do. And then you have to be able to apply those mechanics and those strategies to the game situations that you're in, right? Just because you can air dribble, flip, reset, double touch, doesn't mean you need to do that right now. What you might need to do is just take a low 50. Give your team time to get boost and get behind you and get into a better position because maybe you've already got a two-goal lead and you're not worried about stretching your rotation super far just so you can hit that insane shot. Let's mm -hmm. play it a little bit smarter because I've got my whole team in mind. Let me just take an easy, an easy, low-risk play. That way I can save my resources, save my boost, get behind my teammates, give them time to get their resources up. And then the team is in a much better position to hold that two-goal lead, which will get you that win, which will get you those rank-ups. Mm -hmm. So it's the game is a simple game, but there's a little bit more depth to things than I think a lot of players uh, give, you know, give credit for, I think. Sure. Well, and I think... One thing interesting that you said, even like 
I would say that a 1600 level player understands how to play the game, but then you get to 1750, 1800, and it's a completely different game, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't think about it. And it, and it is like, I have some friends that are GC and we were actually playing ranked last night. Uh, and they're like, you know, champ three right now, they're both mm-hmm. in the high champ two, champ three range. And champ three players especially with how different ranked is now mm-hmm. they're just built different you yeah. know like champ mm-hmm. one players diamond three players even low champ two players they hit the ball once and then that's it and it's usually mm-hmm. all the way down the other side of the field right mm-hmm. but champ three players can continue a play they get a touch they can follow mm-hmm. like it's it's just so different mm-hmm. uh and like i found myself out of position because I was positioning myself that I'm used to for champ ones where right. uh, it's, it's just not the same anymore. Yeah, that's right. So do, let me, let me, sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was just gonna say, I do think that uh, the differences in the game and how it's played once you get to, like you're talking about the 1600 to 1900 area, I think they are smaller differences as far as strategic and tactically the meta maybe um but you're 100 percent right because these players are more mechanically sound mm-hmm. but it's not just that but it's the consistency too right where yeah. a 1600 player they might you may have to respect that uh that like full length uh, off their own defensive backboard air dribble for a nice clear to the other side but that may only happen one in 10 times. And then right. your 1800 player, it's automatic, right? And so mm-hmm. you're right, how you how you think about the game does have to change and it does evolve as you climb those ladders. But I do think it's smaller differences. Whereas, and you, and you kind of hit on this earlier too, you said like at 600 MMR, really all you might need to do to climb 100 is hit the ball harder, right? right? And so the next level is you know, uh, backboard defense. And so that change is a little bit more drastic at that lower end. And then when you get up at the, at the, you know, the top end of that ranked ladder, the changes are minuscule, but they end up making, I think they end up do, they do make a big difference um, as far as how the game is played. And I feel they're almost more difficult like the difference, yes. the, the That's difference right. in the difference, like, okay, so I've been, I've been working on the Devo training pack, mm-hmm. uh, off and on to get better at double touches, reading the ball, controlling my car, all the things that come along with being able to do that. Mm-hmm. And sure, I can, I can hit one out of 30. Yeah. Right. And maybe I've gotten that to like two or three out of 30. Mm-hmm. But for me to be able to get that to 25 out of 30 is a gigantic jump You're right. in between me just being able to like hit a power shot <laughs> from three to eight out of 10 times. You're right. You're exactly like, right. The consistency jump, what you're talking about in terms of that mechanical consistency is the difference in between your diamond three player that's flying around the field, you know, going at 16, you know, unreal units, average speed and Justin doing it. 
Yep. Like you can drive around the field fast. Cool. You look awesome, but you aren't doing <laughs> anything. <laughs> like you're right. That's why you're in diamond three. That's exactly and right. Like you can act like you're playing like Justin, but if you don't have that. And I think that's like, I just want to like <laughs> shake right now because the consistent, like get more consistent. It's so easy to say, and that is the most complicated thing. Like right. the grind is, is, is right there. Just being yeah. able to figure out, I could go into a training pack and have the same shot and not be able to hit it five times in a, like even five times in a row. Yeah. And if I can't do that in a training pack, who in the, who in the right mind is going to think that they can do it in a game? I know, I know. And I want to I want to kind of circle back too because this brings up the very beginning that you talked about like you set your goal for the year and I responded I said that's why I think when you get to this top level and you're talking about how difficult it is that's why I think one of the first things you need to remember is patience. Yeah. Because that consistency you're talking about it takes time. That grind right. is tough. Right. And it it does take time. And it, Rocket League is such a tease because it's 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 literally a, a five minute game and it's a video game, right? We're, yes. we're ingrained with video games where like it's, it is. And as Americans and humans in general, we're very much, uh, short term gains, mm -hmm. like quick, yes. quick givebacks, Right. Mm -hmm. And in rocket league, it's a five minute. Oh, I'll just play one more game. And I know I'll be able to hit those shots that I didn't hit the last game yes. when you're just, lying to yourself because <laughs> yes. rocket league is a long term game and yes. i'm thinking about that with just just like this right here you know i i'm not going to get a million downloads on this episode of the podcast but if i do these every week for all of 2021 that's right things are going to happen if i work on that devo pack or my car control or my bar bar control ball control <laughs> every single day of 2021 that's right it's it's going to look a lot different that's right <sighs> it's getting those me are, so worked up that's those life lessons right yes you take those Amen. rocket league things and apply it to life that's exactly right it it's a it's a big change mm -hmm. and and that's the that's the that's the clarifying and also extremely frustrating thing about rocket league, because it is just like hop in five minutes, let's have some fun and chase around the ball. But if you, if, if I truly want to get better at the game, I have to be able to think that if I can't do it in practice, I'm not going to be able to do it in a game when it really counts. Mm -hmm. And just because I did it once, doesn't mean that, oh, I just have it now. Mastered it. Yeah, that's right. It's stupid. And I think, you know, on your on your point there of like, um, there's a phrase for it. I forget what it's called. Like, immediate. Gratification. Yes, instant gratification. Yep. Instant. That's what I was trying to think of earlier. And I just <laughs> we'll get there together. We'll get yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. But I think this age of technology is making us even worse about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because oh, for sure, yeah. Whatever you want, Amazon, hey, Amazon Prime is there the next day. 
I am. I ordered a new chair, and I'm furious that it's coming in four days instead of two days. Amazon, two day delivery. Get it together, Jeff. Right. One hundred percent. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just really want that chair to get here. (laughs) I understand, man. I understand. That's funny. Uh, Okay. So speaking of instant gratification, Mm -hmm. I'm plat three. I've been playing this game for 500 hours. Why am I not GC yet? Uh, did you hear what I said earlier? How long it took me? Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. And yeah. you also said, let's dig into this a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do it. Because you also said that, okay, can can I can I call you out on this a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Are you, are you open yes, to that? Okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate you playing ball with me because you said earlier that you just play this game casually. When you hop on, you want to play for fun. Like, yeah, you yes. like improving. You're competitive. That's right. Uh, I totally get that. I'm the same way. And I happened to catch the end of your stream where you were talking about how grumpy you were <laughs> that you couldn't rank up. That's right. So which is it? All right. So right now I'm in a tough time because this – uh, recalibration that Rocket League has done with season one of free to play. It has been very difficult because I don't feel that I'm worse as a player, but the reflection of my ability is worse in game, right? So in season 14, I peaked at 1850 MMR. Okay. Right? Well into grand champ. Yeah. And now I can't, I can't hardly accomplish grand champ. And I don't think I'm a worse player. Okay, so let me let me ask you this then: is yeah. is the reflection the reflection of your play in game is not worse? It's your MMR that is quote unquote worse. Yes. So you're not a worse player. Correct. It's just the number is lower. Correct. And it's, right. it is tough for my ego to swallow. <laughs> well. <laughs> So anyway, get over it. I know. And this is what people tell me all the time, but look, and and this is my, I'm going to go off on a quick tangent and then we'll, and then we'll come back to your, your question about platinum. Um, One of the people in my stream, they were, you know, I I talk about it and and it's, I feel justified in my frustrations and I try not to be angry and cranky, but sometimes it just, it just, I used to play the game a lot. And now the only time I play the game is on stream. And it's totally because uh, it's totally because I feel it's totally because of those feelings of, of just frustration where I had a sense it, of uh, what is it that makes you frustrated? Well, there was just this sense of progress, like I'm accomplishing these things, I'm achieving these things. And then you know, I'm yanked all the way back down here. And this is where I'm going to get my there was somebody in my stream that said, OK, so it's similar to like. You're in high school, freshman year, sophomore year, junior year. You hit that senior year and you hit uh, Christmas time and then your school recalibrates and says, well, actually, you're just a sophomore again. But you're not like you've done all that education. You've done all those things. You've accomplished those things. But actually, now your symbol and everything that comes along with that has been backed up. And so I'm not saying (laughs) I'm not saying I uh, I'm not saying that I should be angry, but. I'm also not going to I'm not going to hold myself to the standard of like you need to get over it because I understand why it's it's frustrating. 
Um, well, I mean, it's not necessarily getting out. Like, I don't want to sit here and oh, get over it. Stop being a weenie. About it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I mean, I understand your frustration. I got to GC for the first time at the end of season 14 and was mm -hmm. pumped about it. Heck yeah. And I was thrilled. And then like the season kept going and we all knew it was going to be a long one, right? Yes. Did you play during season three? Uh, yeah, I did. Like the, the, the nine month season. season. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> I look at season 14 the same way, right? Because there were a lot of people sure. in season 14 that got GC that, I mean, I spent most of season one playing in diamond three and champ one mm -hmm. and saw all kinds of people sporting sure. season 14 gc tags yeah like what is what is going on here that's right like why why is this happening to me so and so i i feel that i understand how you're feeling about that yeah and we can kind of we'll continue to go here i guess um i don't know have you seen rocket league's season one rank distribution they released it like two hours ago i just pulled it up yeah so if you look at it now mm-hmm in season 14, a 16 to 1700 player in season one would have been champ two. So like the top 1% of the players used to be like right at 1515, right at the, G at the GC threshold. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of complaints like that's too many people there. That's too many people. Um, but now you look at it and you've got in the top 1%, just the top 1% is champ two, champ three. Grand Champ 1, Grand Champ 2, Grand Champ 3, and Supersonic Legend. Six ranks for a one percentage, you know, a one, one percentage of the player base. And I I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be something like that. I didn't know it would be like that extreme. Uh, but I, I and this has been a problem of mine because it's hard for me to wrangle in this ego. Like, you know, I've accomplished such and such, and now I've been set back. And it's hard for me to just, it's hard for me to just swallow it. It's hard for me to understand, like, you're not any worse. You just have to retrain your brain. Like there's the whole champ two meme, right? Like you look on Twitter, you look at gift your game champ two sucks champ two sucks, but champ two is top 1% of the players. So I have to retrain my brain, like what these rank symbols mean. And I think that's really what the hardest part about this whole thing is. is Where that, did you end season one? Uh, like 15, 80 GC one area. So you still got GC. Yeah, but uh, still Don't 300. Yeah, but <laughs> so, okay. So then you're in the top, you're in the I, top point. That's one, what I, yeah, point 2% of the player I, base, bro. I know, I know. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. It's just, like I said, it's hard. It's hard for me to wrangle this ego in. So it's really <laughs> just the number. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, a little bit. But that, this is what I was going to say, too, is seeing this rank distribution and just how like drastic of a change it was. I don't want to say it makes me feel better, but it's just it's evidence that I need to just I, I just need to let it go. Like it's not. I can't be concerned about it. And, and, and you like you said, you called it out. I, I you know, claim to be a casual player. The problem is I'm just a competitive person and I, uh, I like progress. And I think that's part of what, you know, what sucked me in was the whole, the whole progress thing. But, uh, it just looks different now. It looks different. That's right. That looks, that's right. It looks different.
so i i mean i 100 i sympathize with where you're at because like i spent plenty of hours in this game trying to get out of champ one mm -hmm. and then season 14 i'm finally making progress out of champ one and then season one throws me even lower. Like <laughs> every season I'm like, I'm, I'm never gonna, I'm not going to drop into diamond ever again. I'm, this mm -hmm. is the season where I never touched. And then season one was just like, no man. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put you into diamond and it's going to be even harder yeah. to get out. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I understand. And I guess I don't, I don't, want to be i don't want to just say get over it and at the same time for me you can say it, it's all right it, well it's i guess i don't know i i don't i don't want to just like throw people under i i don't it, for me more especially like coming from i i'm an athlete right like mm -hmm. i grew up playing basketball playing sports and so in, instead of like getting worked up about what was, why not look at it in terms of a sense, like if I want to get back to where I want to be, what do I have to do to get there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's, that's hundred percent the correct way to do it. <laughs> Just not interested. Just not interested. Exactly. <laughs> that's the same thing I was saying earlier is, you know, people are like, bro, you're a coach. Why don't you train? Why don't you do this? I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. It's not interested. <laughs> I, I just, I just want what I want. Give it to me. <laughs> Give me that instant gratification. Come on. Yeah. Right. I mean, come on. Why, why is it just like falling in my lap? That's right. That's, That's right. Fair. Okay. That's funny. Okay. So let's rewind so let's, to your let's question. Both, let's, let's both talk as if that's the way that we actually want to do things mm -hmm. because I feel and again, going back to kind of what I said earlier is, and I was on stream last night and, and my friends are again, better than me. And we were going over replays, um, in, on my stream. And one thing that I have been talking about a lot, one thing that I know that I need to work on, and we touched on this just a little bit earlier is, is positioning, location, rotation, just like how to do that effectively where you're not putting yourself out and also you can you know move effectively into the play when you need to like finding that balance um and i have been trying to not play as many games recently because i know that again going back to that consistency and mechanics piece mm -hmm. like you just can't work on those in game um so like how how would you and i'm sure you've had this conversation plenty of times because you you know you promote yourself as a coach so how do you have that conversation with somebody that wants to rank up but doesn't want to hear that the best way to rank up is not just playing games like yeah 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 how how does that work yeah for you so, like what would you say to somebody like yeah, that um you know, first it's, it's something that like a lot of times I think people just don't really realize it. Um, and so you kind of have to say like, Hey, you know, this is more of the best strategy for ranking up. 
And it's okay if you're not wanting to do that, but just be comfortable with that and kind of recognize that is what it is. But the, I think the biggest thing, and this is something that I wasn't really good about, and I, and I was just kind of talking with another coach, and, uh, and this was something that he talked about, and I really liked it. Um, you know, I was one that was like, hey, let's dumb it down. Okay, let's stop going for these flip resets. Let's stop going for these air dribbles. Let's, let's, let's bring it down a notch, work, work on those fundamentals, those basics. But we're talking to somebody that's not interested in that. They don't want to do that, and they don't want to be told to do that, and they don't want to put the time into doing that. And so one thing that he said, he was like, look, realistically, as long as you're doing something, you know, with your controller on the game, you are you are making improvement. Even if that is a silver rolling the ball up the wall and trying to hit a flip reset, right? Of course, they don't need it. They just need to strike the ball with power. But that's still helping them improve. And so, you know, I think for those type of players – to just recognize that the ranking up may happen a little bit slower than you desire, but you just need to become comfortable with that. And, you know, right now I'm saying this and maybe that's just what I need to hear. You know what I'm saying? I'm not willing to put in those time, that time to grind and train and, and study. And so maybe I just need to understand, well, it's going to take you longer to get where you want to be then. Um, but for those players, I think just working on things that are fun, right? Choose things that are going to give you or, or um, choose things that you desire to do, right? Instead of forcing yourself to do things that, you know, maybe efficiency-wise is going to help out quicker, but you're going to have a worse time doing that, which will end up, you know, resulting in you doing it less uh, and therefore improving slowly anyways. Just do what you're having fun with. And if that's clipping, go for your clips, um, and that coach, that's what he said. He said, look, realistically, until you get to that bubble scene level, until you get to that, like actually like running weeklies and actually trying to get into that competitive level, he said, the game is casual. I'm not saying people don't grind the game, but the game is casual. Just play it and enjoy yourself. And if that is practicing flip resets, practice them up. If that is practicing these super fancy ground dribbles, practice them up. You know, do what... Just do what your heart desires, because as long as you're putting time into the game and you're, you know, uh, grinding, the improvement is going to happen. And, and that's something that I tell people a lot of times when I talk about these hours and rank and, and everything. Look at me. I didn't practice at all. And it took me 3000 hours to hit diamond, but I got it mm -hmm. because I continued to play. So if you continue to do your thing, if your thing is, is grinding games, then then go grind some games. Just realize that's not the most effective way to climb as quick as possible. If your thing is freestyles, go hit those freestyles. Do you feel like you were paying attention to what was going on while you were playing though? Mm. Like, I think there is, it, there, there's also a point where you have to, like there is some level of awareness to like what you're doing wrong and what is going mm -hmm. wrong in your game uh, while you're doing it. If you're not doing any training, that also leads to improvement over time as opposed to just literally like chase ball, play game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I do think that I was like, I always have, have identified as, you know, whatever rank I was when I was platinum, I always said, you know, I'm here because of like strategy. I'm here because I position myself to give my team the win. And I think that just comes from that traditional sports background of like, you know, I don't have to be taller than this other basketball player to beat him. You know, maybe I can use speed, you know, maybe I can use this or that to, to, to you know, negate the, um, the advantage that that player has. And that's kind of how I, that's always how I have felt um, because I've, I've felt a little, no matter where I was in the rank ladder, it's, I've never felt like, hey, I'm here because I'm really mechanically solid. I've always felt like I'm here because I try to work with my team. And I actually, that was something I mentioned today was like, you know, watching me play, you're going to notice that I have some tendencies to be like probably overly cautious. You know, there's times where I'll just straight up park it in the net. Mm-hmm. And and it's because I just think that's what's going to, like that could get my team to win. Um, and so, you know, I do think that there, I was paying attention to some strategy and some tactics and stuff like that, but definitely not actively studying, definitely not watching replays, you know, not noticing where I went wrong and trying to fix that issue, not noticing, hey, you missed these types of aerials. Why don't you go work on these types of aerials? So I, I don't think I was actively, you know, reflecting and trying to improve. But as far as in-game paying attention, I do think that I had a, at least a, a little bit of some strategic sense about things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a big difference because there are people that say that they want to improve or rank up and don't train. And I feel like you still have the ability to be aware of what's going on in game uh, to then like learn from that as an ongoing process. Yes, I agree. I agree. But I'd rather people just spend more time in training. Yeah. But nobody wants to hear that, including myself. Nobody. That's like, that's one of like the, the, the funniest things. And I can remember this so long ago where there were, you know, not as, not very many Rocket League streamers, especially not big time, you know, professional or, or like high on the ranked ladder um, players streaming. And I remember this being such a big thing on, on Reddit and Twitter and everything else. Anytime you ask for a tip, they would say, go to free play. And people would get so mad. Like, tell me actually how to get better. And it's like, well, unfortunately, that that really kind of is, that is kind of the answer. It does. You do have to get in there and practice it. <laughs> that is the answer. Like, <laughs> look at look at all of the. I mean, pick any sport. The one that mm-hmm. comes to mind most often, <clears throat> because it's the one that I've paid the most attention to, is is basketball. Mm-hmm. And like, I think of this really. Uh, you know, when Kobe Bryant died last year, mm-hmm. uh, Jay Williams, who was a phenomenal player, you know, who Jay will, do you pay attention to like college yeah, and I actually pro basketball? Don't. I actually okay. don't. So Jay Williams was a phenomenal player at Duke and then had a brief career in the NBA because he got in a motorcycle accident and kind of screwed himself over as far as that goes. But uh, he was in the gym prior to a game when he was playing, they were playing the Lakers and uh, Kobe Bryant comes in the gym and was like a little surprised that Jay was already in there. I'm probably Mm -hmm. messing up the story. Long story without me screwing it up is Kobe Bryant saying to Jay Williams that 
he knew that he was going to be better than him because he was willing to spend more time in the gym. Mm -hmm. Like the reason that people are better than you is because they have worked harder than you. Mm -hmm. And like, if, if you ask squishy muffins, how he got really good, like when he first got the game, his internet was so bad, he couldn't play online. So he spent time in free play and playing bots like one verse two, one verse three, one verse four and just getting better and better and better. The reason that I've been able to improve is spending more time in free play. The, you, if you talk to any professional athlete, they will say it's it's not because I spend so much time. Nobody plays basketball game after basketball game after basketball game right. in the NBA. That's right. They play 82 games and every other day they're practicing, they're lifting weights, they're going over film. Like that's that's how you get better at anything. The game right. is the payoff. It's not where you improve. That's right. That's right. But it's not fun. It is fun, though. Oh, oh. <laughs> Let it here's out. The, here's it. the thing about that. Okay, so people are obsessed with progress, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And rank, ranking up, quote unquote, ranking right. up yeah. is progress. Having a number go up is progress mm -hmm. which is ludicrous it's that's <laughs> literally just a number how do you how do you get that number to go up you win games how do you win games you're better than your opponents how do you get better like being able to do again going back to what i said earlier being able to hit a shot 10 times in a row instead of three times out of 10 that's progress why don't people find that fun that is progress <laughs> Hey, I don't, I don't have that answer. I don't know. I don't, Hey, I like it. I like the passion. Uh, I, I mean, you're definitely right there. That is progress. And, and I want more people the, to have that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know what you mean. I think, um, and what you're describing, I think you can find anywhere, you know, not just inside of rocket league or traditional sports. You know, we look at, um, in this in this day and age there's a lot of people pursuing things like streaming and youtube and and, and people they look at the the very successful uh, creators and they just think like why can't i have that and it's like well you just haven't done the work that they've done just yet you know like i mean we got we got rocket league streamers two female streamers that just streamed 366 days in a row that is insane work ethic and they've already decided to continue. <laughs> yeah, to go for year two. Like, that's insane. And you know how how can how can you look when when you're like somebody that pops on the stream, you know, twice a month when it's convenient, and you look at those people and you say, how do they have it and I don't? Well, you know, they work for it. Right. Not just three hundred and sixty six days in a row, but one of them threw a move. The, the yes. same day is a surgery, <laughs> multiple 24 hour them. streams, nothing stopping them, 300 hours in one month. Like it's, it's insane. I mean, Absolutely. look at, the, look at the growth that Athena has seen this year. Yes. Like she averages and she's a, she's a good player, right? But mm -hmm. there, there are not many rocket league streamers that are not professional streamers yeah. that average a thousand people in a stream. Nope. Like she can play cyberpunk now and she gets four or 500 people. Like she, she is very close to not being just a rocket league streamer. She is like an yeah. actual successful 
streamer. Mm-hmm. And she's earned and, it through hard work. Yeah. That didn't fall in her lap. She's working her ass off. That's right. So as somebody on that grind yourself, because, mm-hmm. you know, you took the plunge from the full-time stable health insurance yeah. job insurance. doing your like doing this now like how are how are you feeling about that grind what are you learning along the way what lessons have you been able to take in and been able to implement new things into the, like your content game yeah that's an awesome question um you know the, the the first feeling was just i mean like elation right like I get to pursue something that is like a, a dream. I mean, um, I mean, it just feels, you know, I feel incredibly fortunate to even, you know, have this stuff on the table as an option. Um, and then the second emotion is like extreme anxiety because you think, wait a second, <laughs> hold on. You know, I'm not guaranteed a check next week. I'm not, uh, you know, like you said, insurance, holy cow. Uh, you know, you don't understand at least I didn't understand, especially as a relatively new young adult, how big of a, of an impact that, uh, you know, career benefits <laughs> makes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, you know, originally excited, the second emotion is fear. Um, but I think, you know, when you cook those two together, um, you know, it, it, it kind of boils to like very strong motivation. Um, and fortunately for me, this is something that I chose to do. Um, it's something that I really enjoy doing. It is, and I kind of touched on this earlier, it's kind of a fusion of like the career path that I was going down and it's something that I found that I loved and then they just ended up like crashing. Mm -hmm. And so when I dove into it, um, the reason I decided to jump was because uh, Gamers Ready was going really, really well. I mean, phenomenally. Like, I could not keep up with my orders. Um, and then I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I want to give this a go. I want to give this a try. But if I do, I can't rely on coaching only. I have to broaden my horizon. Because when I started this, I wasn't full-time. I mean, I, I wasn't streaming at all. Um, I wasn't posting on TikTok. Um, very, very occasionally posting to YouTube. Um, I definitely was not actively trying to grow on Twitter. I was certainly, you know, active on the platform, but it was more of like a, a hobby thing. I enjoyed, you know, consuming Rocket League content and being involved. Um, but now these things have become much more, uh, you know, I, I'm actively trying to grow them all. And, um, you know, I, I really, I think the biggest thing for me has just been to, you know, I kind of talked about early on where, you know, when I was a new player, I can remember not even understanding that air roll was a thing in the game. And so that is just kind of like that base level of like help someone that may not know this. That is kind of how I've tailored pretty much all of my content. Um, I think as I continue to grow, uh, especially on stream, I think um, I can do a little bit more uh, entertainment. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a pretty energetic person, um, unless I'm cranky. <laughs> uh, you know, I like, you know, I like to be fun. I'm outgoing. Um, I like to engage. I like to talk with the, uh, you know, with the, with the people that are hanging out and, and viewing. Um, 
And so, you know, like I said, originally it's just kind of tailor it towards how can I help others, uh, mainly with the focus on Rocket League. And, you know, as I grow, I would like to branch that out of just Rocket League and like, and then just, you know, make that a more general question of like, how can I help others? Can I entertain them and, and brighten their day? Can I, you know, help them get through a certain scenario? Can I maybe, you know, offer up some struggle that I'm having and then other people realize, hey, you know, I'm not alone in this. There's other people that are, are feeling similar or, or having something along the same lines or, you know, we're all human or, or whatever it is. Um, and so, you know, with the content creation thing, it's just been, I mean, like I said, it's been a blessing. It's been incredible. It's been really fun. Um, one aspect of it that I didn't, you know, I knew this was going to change, but I didn't realize how much of it that like, or how severely I would enjoy it is severely. The, I would enjoy it. <laughs> is that, well, no, I just severe just sounds so like, Oh, he's severely injured. <laughs> Yeah, I usually use negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can I can tell you, I am definitely not the most uh, intelligent person, and so I will. Oh, stop. It, it is it is uh, totally normal for me to misuse words. So, um, but something that I didn't know that I would so severely enjoy. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Put it on a is, T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> is the progress aspect of it, where you know when you're a teacher, right? Like, yes, you get this, like defined raise every year which by the way is very tiny i feel for those teachers i was also a teacher so i feel oh you. my gosh man yeah work so hard and i was i was thrilled to see you take the plunge <laughs> in getting it i mean god bless teachers like, yes absolutely. i love them to death and i still have a lot of friends that are teachers and i appreciate them greatly for what they mm -hmm. do but good god like that is no way to build a life it's like tough, that you man. can really it's a and it's an incredibly selfless choice oh to make. Oh my god! Yes, mm -hmm. incredibly 100, selfless. One hundred percent. Anyways, you were saying about the, teaching the, the progress thing. So, as a teacher, right, you're going to get that defined little bit of raise every year, but the objective never changes. Mm -hmm. You know, grow the kid at one year from you know whether it's fourth to fifth grade, eleventh to twelfth, whatever. You grow that kid a year, PE, history, whatever it is. And so nothing ever changes. And, and I'm not saying I wouldn't become better as a teacher, but you don't really have that like climbing aspect of things. And I've only been doing this since August. And man, I got to say like, and I, I hope this isn't interpreted the wrong way, but this is like a drug. You know what I mean? When you start to experience some, some success and you start to experience some growth, and you find out, hey, this right here works, or this right here doesn't work. Let me get rid of that. I'm talking about that is thrilling. That is so so exciting. One of the craziest things that I've experienced in this in this short time is TikTok. Are you familiar with TikTok, dude? I've posted five videos on. Let me actually. Let's see. So I'm I'm doing TikTok, mm -hmm. uh. And I'm trying to figure that out too, because yeah. like I posted some like little tutorial videos, uh, you know, there are no hooty hoo tutorial videos, but we're getting there. Um, oh gosh, go down. I hope that didn't go across in my microphone cause that was unpleasant. Um, so my most recent TikTok is at 63,000 views. Uh, I have, 
162 followers. I've only posted five videos. Bonkers, uh, right? It's it's crazy right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It is crazy, dude. I made my first post in, on September 3rd. Mm -hmm. Didn't post for three weeks. And this is like, I w I'm so mad at myself too. Well, I shouldn't be. I wish that I would have done this a little bit earlier because there's all kinds of like, influencer gurus, esports gurus, and they were all saying, you know, if you are trying to grow a real estate business as an esports creator, as a professional esports player, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. TikTok has an insane amount of organic reach and you're making mm -hmm. a mistake if you're not there. 100%. And I was just, you know, and I was that same person that I think still a ton of people are like TikTok's for 12 year olds. It's cringe, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I made one post on September 3rd with zero followers and it ended up breaking 2000 views. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of crazy. Like, dang, okay. That is crazy. And I waited a couple weeks and I don't know what it was. And then I did another one and it got three or 4,000. And I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. And I think maybe, and, I'm, and at this point, I'm not creating TikToks. I'm taking stuff that I straight up had posted on Twitter, not editing it. Not, I didn't know what I was doing. I straight up plop it on TikTok, boom, post it. And my fifth or sixth video, I posted at like 1130 at night, wake up at 7 a.m. It's got 150K views. By 9 a.m., had almost 400K views. And now it's at 1.4 million. Good God. And That's I posted, insane. Yes. And I posted that with, I mean, 300 followers. And that was when it was like, okay, it's time to get serious about TikTok. This yeah. is crazy. And so, like I said, my first post was September 3rd. And so we got September, October, November, and December, four months. And I have 60,000 followers on that platform. That is growth that unless you are just absurdly good at whatever you're doing, like it's incredibly hard to replicate that on any other platform. And so, you know, I am incredibly grateful for TikTok. It has grown my stream, you know, I mean, like overnight, I was, so I was averaging, I don't know, 38, 40. And I saw I started, you like 70 today. Mm -hmm. I started promoting a little bit here and there on TikTok. I started using the live feature where I would go oh, live sure. for 10 or 15 minutes and be like, hey, you know, thanks for chatting, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go stream now. If you want to follow, come check out the, tw the Twitch stream. And so the first week I started using it, I implemented some giveaways and I was doing a fun thing for like Christmas. Uh, you know, I was doing a finite giveaway every day, um, some different tournaments and just try to, you know, just try to be really engaging. And the entire week I averaged between 90 and 150 viewers. And I was just like, I mean, overwhelmed is, is mm. probably the best word for it. You know, I just had no idea, like, how did that happen? And I knew that there was some, uh, you know, some shenanigans there with the giveaways and, and, and it's Christmas time and stuff. So I knew it wasn't going to stay like that. But my, like you said, I mean, yesterday I peaked at 87. Today I peaked at 90 plus or, you know, organically or, or uh, you know, a 10 person host or something like that. So relatively organically. Um, and those are things that without TikTok, that's not happening. It's just not possible. Yeah. And mm. it's just, I mean, and you've experienced it yourself. That's, 500 or you said 160 followers and you got over 60,000 views. Yeah. On, on one of my videos. Yeah. That is crazy. Right. That is it's, insane. It is. <laughs> it is. It's amazing though. It's amazing. 
So, okay, so here's the, here's the thing that interests me the most about what you're saying, and that's awesome, and I'm excited for you, uh, and I hope... TikTok is weird because, uh, you know, talking about... Okay, I just want to say for those of you that are still listening to the podcast, which, of course, I hope you're all still listening to the podcast, that everything that he's saying, I just I just want to break it down real quick because if you... We're we're not talking about Rocket League right now, and we're talking about Rocket League right now. Yes, like, we are. He, he has learned, he has implemented, he has been consistent, he has said what, what worked, what didn't, what's next, figuring out the things that are helping him grow and doing more of that, and figuring out the things that don't work and figuring out how to fix them so that they do work. That's putting videos on TikTok, and it's the same thing as working on flip resets or air dribbles or anything in Rocket League. It is literally the same thing. <laughs> I just I just wanna I just That's wanna right. make that clear. And and can we go ahead and fuse those two things where if you are pursuing anything in Rocket League, podcast, Twitch stream, YouTube, Instagram content, meme, whatever. Uh you need to you need to get on TikTok. <laughs> there are so, I'm telling you there are so it's many insane. pros flooding that place now. There are so many you know content creators. You got Athena just tweeted it out the other day talking about it. She said you know you've got to get on there. It's it's genuinely mm -hmm. just it's unrivaled. It's, it's crazy. Unrivaled. Yes. Well, and that's that's the same with any new platform really. Mm -hmm. But I think you're I, right. the the thing the thing that uh, really intrigues me though about like you talking about all this stuff and you know implementing it following through on it growing on it because if you, if you look at something like TikTok it's you you know you record the video you see how it does and and then you try something new mm -hmm. and just like you said like the growth is exciting. It is addicting. It is like mm -hmm. that rush of adrenaline to see those views come in, to see those follows come in and, and all of that stuff. And that is, that is just the same kind of progress. Um, and I, I want to link this back to our previous conversation because it it's, I, I can understand how, it, it can be a bit complicated and not quite the same because like in TikTok, you post a video, you see how it does, uh, and then you do something new. But I, I suppose like there are the people that I guess I will core. I'm trying to correlate it back to like actually training in Rocket League, right? Yeah. Like yeah. when you're working on TikTok, when you're posting these videos, you're, you, you, you're editing his improved the quality of the TikToks is improved. Like you're putting more effort into it. You're practicing all of these skills and you're getting better. And there are probably people on TikTok that are posting every day or every other day or whatever and not getting anything. You know, they're not getting yeah. anywhere. And they're not spending any time in free play, right? They're not spending any time in training. They're just doing something but at the same time, like, do you, do you see where I'm trying Absolutely. to go yes. here? No, it makes like, perfect sense. Absolutely. Like you're, you're getting the progress, but at the same time, 
like you're you're putting in the practice, but you're not necessarily like putting in it's it doesn't just come organically. Like there is work and time and effort being put into right. this. It's not just falling into your lap. Right. That's right. Yeah, that does that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, me sitting here just playing uh playing the game only when I am queuing up ranked would be the equivalent of someone just plopping the same TikTok up or the same style of TikTok and not ever adjusting and growing um, and not reflecting, right? And then wondering why they don't, uh, why they don't see that growth. Uh, it's kind of similar. And I think, I, I think I'm seeing what you're saying there. It's like, you know, to, to see that growth or to see those, you know, those views increase would be the same as, you know, finding out, hey, this, this type of training is resulting in like you talked about the Devo training pack, I went from one consistently to seven and, you know, my backboard defense and, you know, the Rizzo training pack, I uh, originally, you know, was not clearing the ball with power and now I'm striking it with power. And I look at this and now I've gone from diamond one consistently to diamond two div four, right? I'm, I'm on the cusp of diamond three. Um, and so you can see those results. You can see that training uh, pay off. I guess I guess I can put it this way. So let's let's look at like a double touch, mm -hmm. an off the wall double touch as a TikTok. Yeah. Like you, every single time you attempt a double touch, that's like you posting one thing on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And every single time you post something on TikTok, you only get five views, mm -hmm. but you don't ever so. Like, but you only get an opportunity to do one of those every 10 games. Like yeah. they just don't happen that often. Right. Mm -hmm. But then if you go into a training pack and you can do it over and over and over again, you're yes. looking at it and you're saying, okay, I screwed this up. So if I try this thing just a little bit different, maybe this will work better. And then it works a little bit better. And then you try something else and it works a little bit better. You try something else and it works a little bit better. And each one of those attempts in a training pack is like posting another TikTok that you're learning, you're growing, you're getting better. And in a training pack, you can practice those a thousand times in an hour, as opposed to a hundred times in 20 hours, because you're waiting for it to come up in a game. That makes perfect sense. It's accelerating how quickly it can happen. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. And you're making that same progress so that when you get into a game, you know exactly what you have to do when the opportunity arises to actually hit that shot in the game where a clip mm -hmm. actually matters because nobody cares about your free play clips. <laughs> but everybody cares when you're, true. when you're slamming it down in front of two other people that don't know what to do about it. That's right. That's right. And I, I mean, I hope that... I'm not annoying you by coming back to the same thing over and over no, again, but no, if I finally not. was av able to like connect it and I, I just had to get it out. No, I like it. I think, uh, you know, having this discussion too, I think it's kind of, um, I, I hope that it will even help me a little bit here with, you know, dealing with my recent frustrations and things and, and hopefully, um, you know, hopefully just do a little bit better job remaining, calm, cool, and collected and, and not becoming so frustrated. Um, I definitely think that I try, you know, obviously a, a happy and cheery person is more fun to watch than a cranky uh, person. Um,
but I try to, you know, I try not to get, um, I try not to get negative. You know, I, I certainly am still a human and I still have emotions, uh, but I try not to get negative because, yeah, you know, I, I, that's just not what I want to put out. And so, um, you know, I think even this type of discussion here, I think it, uh, I think it can help me out. And so I, I'm certainly not against it. I, I like hearing this stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I it's all about it, that growth. If, if I can offer one thing in terms of that whole, conversation that thought process like where you're at because lord knows i was there with it uh is and it, it's it seems i i don't want this to seem like simplistic or you know i'm offering some kind of garbo <laughs> nonsense but like in terms of the whole rank system and and just the world in general like i just look at it like it is what it is like it yeah. is it is not something that i can control I'm right. not in control of Rocket League's rank system, and it's it's simple and it's easy for me to say it, uh, and it doesn't like it doesn't necessarily help you until you decide to be like, yeah, it is what it is, and right. that might be right now, that might be a month from now, it might be never. That's up to you, and like I know that I'm in control of myself, and I still want to get GC. I would love to be supersonic legend someday. And I know that they're never going to change ranked so that the top 50% of players are supersonic legend. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen. It's so not, the only it's way not. that I'm going to get there is if I can somehow become the top 0.01% of the player base. Wait, no, that was doubles. It, it, it's still the top point. Yeah zero one percent of the player base yeah that's just that's ridiculous no, it is ridiculous and that but but that's absolutely right i mean it is what it is whether i'm angry about it or happy about it or sad about it or whatever else it is what it is so really like you said the only thing i can control is is just how i react so right and then i mean, and i think in terms of like trying to be a positive person like then you know that there's something that you can actually do you know, like yeah. the, you have the power to do something about getting better. And that's people in general. Right. And that's how I was looking at it. Like, I didn't want to be I don't want to be diamond three. I don't I don't want to be champ one. I I, I want to be one of the I. I don't think I'm ever honestly going to be satisfied. Like even when I get to supersonic <laughs> legend, then it's going to be like, all right, I need to be in the top 100. I need to that's be, true. I want to be in the top 10. Like that's just, that's how I'm built. And that's why I love this game so much is there's yeah. always something to work towards. And I don't want to be a professional player mm -hmm. by any means. Like I don't, I don't want to, I don't need that in my life. You know, I, I want to just talk about the game and I want to play the game and and that's that but you know if i get the, like if i get there you know there's still going to be that next thing and i i'm in control of that i'm not in control of how psionics decides to fiddle with their mmr yeah well anyways going back to the content stuff uh i'm excited that tiktok has been working out so well for you it'll be interesting to see how that platform evolves because it's kind of like the wild wild rest west right now yeah. i don't even think they really understand what is going on or what's going to happen or how it's going to evolve over time yeah i'm glad it, i'm glad it's working out for you well, now i really appreciate that yeah 
And uh, are you doing are you doing much with YouTube right now, or is that going to be picking up anytime? I think you've been posting like some stream hi- highlights or or stuff I, like that. Yeah, the YouTube stuff has um, it is definitely taking a back seat, and that is a uh, that is by design, and it's just a you know a simple formula of my time and compensation. And yeah. YouTube can be extremely time consuming. And now here, here's the kicker with that though, is if you can, if you can get it to succeed, then you, you know, you're compensated very well on YouTube. I think that's certainly the platform that, uh, you have the highest earning potential with. Mm. Um, but right now it's definitely taking a back seat. You know, I've got some other things that I like the wave is kind of moving this way and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sacrifice any of that, so I'm just going to continue to pour effort there. Um, what I have found out, though, is are you familiar with YouTube Shorts? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just repurposing my TikTok content onto YouTube Shorts. and I think that's only available for people that are already in the partner program, though. Oh, Maybe. okay. I'm not sure, though. That I'm may not... be true. Because, I mean, they're basically just like a timeline, right? Um, I don't know. I think there is something called stories. Yeah. And that's not what I'm referring to. Okay. So, and, and I, I'll be honest, I'm not really certain what all these things are. I haven't like dove really deep into it. Uh, but if, if I'm, if I'm correct, YouTube shorts is essentially you upload a video that's 60 seconds or less, and it just gets automatically sorted into this shorts category. Mm. Um, and so that's just what I've been doing. And I think it's more of like, uh, mobile focused content, you know, yeah. it's, it's that, that vertical, uh, sure. by, mm-hmm. or nine by 16 or whatever. Um, and so, uh, I just been repurposing TikTok content because now I've got a, a pretty big backlog of stuff there that I could go ahead and toss up on YouTube. And, um, you know, it's not going to result in mo- like, you can't monetize it. It's 60 seconds or less. It's not going to result in, um, you know, big financial compensation, but it's going to be a way for me to continue to post on that platform. Um, and, and here's the really cool thing about this. I haven't been posting on YouTube yet. All of my stats are, I mean, they're, they're increasing significantly. And I really think it's just because the TikTok audience is, is finding it. Yeah, for um, sure. And so I do have some things that uh, like in mind that long-term I would like to put out, uh, but it's just got to make sense time-wise right now. I, you know, I've been coaching a team, which, you know, it's almost a, I mean, it's a daily thing for, for, a good amount of time each night. Um, I've been streaming every weekday. Uh, while in between those, you know, I'm, I'm trying to create some stuff for TikTok. I'm trying to remain active on Twitter and grow in these other places. Um, and then whenever I'm not doing those things, I'm trying to improve those things, right? I'm, I'm learning from TikTok. I'm trying to improve the stream or uh, become more engaging in Discord and, and things like that. And so um, it's just one of those things where right now I don't want to spread myself too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, of all the things that I'm I'm focusing on at the moment, YouTube is just kind of taking a, a little bit of a backseat. Sure. Yeah. No, I understand. You only have so much time as a human being to do the things that you want to do. I I can completely sympathize with that as well. Well, cool, man. Uh, I appreciate you digging into all these crazy things with me mm-hmm. uh, over the span of this podcast. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and I think that all the listeners will as well. So we'll start winding things down and I will do that as I always do. Um, and I know we've already talked about it a little bit, 
but before we get to you telling everyone where you are able to be found, um, why don't you share with me any final thoughts that you might have for the podcast? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, just some final thoughts. I, I, you know, I want to, um, you know, first thank everybody for, for listening and, and thank you for having me on, for giving me this opportunity. It's been super fun. Um, you know, just, just try to put some positivity out in the world, whether that's, uh, you know, your ranked matches, you stop what a saving people, uh, <laughs> you know, you smile at somebody at the grocery store, whatever it is, uh, you know, try to, try to spread some positivity out there, put some good energy out. And, uh, you know, hopefully that will, that will make its way back to you. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Good. I'm glad you have enjoyed it. I certainly have. And then, uh, the second part, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Twitter at Hootie Who. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube also at Hootie Who. Um, you can find me on TikTok at Hootie Who GG. Uh, and those are definitely going to be the, the platforms that I'm the most active on. I do have an Instagram, but, uh, not very active on there that if you, if you want to check that out, it's hootie who RL. Um, but that's, that's where you can find me. Somebody got to hootie who on TikTok before you, huh? You want to hear about that before we go? Always. So I actually owned that account. Um, I had signed up by Gmail, uh, by accident. And then I created a new TikTok account because I didn't know that I owned one. And I was posting on the new one, which was hootie who GG. Well, I found out that I owned the at Hootie Who. I reached out to TikTok support and said, hey, I own this account. I own this handle. Do you think you could transfer it over? And they told me no. They said, so what you need to do is deactivate the account. And in 30 days, just grab the handle. I said, okay, I'll do that. Uh, set a timer. And I'm talking about down to the minute on my phone. And I go in there to change my handle. It's already taken. <laughs> I was so upset. <laughs> it's like, man, I own the handle. Just give me, just transfer it. <laughs> uh, it's probably going to make it even more painful, but how many followers does Hootie Who have? Uh, two. If I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's what it is. It'd be all right. It is, it is what it is. See, look here, <laughs> I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning from you already. I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure once, oh yeah, it is what it is. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure once, uh, they come out with, well, they already have like verified accounts, right? Mm -hmm. On TikTok. Maybe once, uh, they, they throw that your way. If you ever get there, they'll kick that person off of who and give it back to you that'll be the goal right and I'll shoot for it and then you can say no you had your chance i'm fine with hootie who gg <laughs> i wouldn't do that i would take no. hootie who back yeah, that agreed. is a very sad story okay it is uh final thoughts done we're on the internet and all of that will be in the show notes so if you want to find him go find him there uh be sure to give him a follow such a pleasant person. And then last but not least, a question from you for the audience of the infinite. So you get to ask a question to the audience. Oh, okay. All right. My question will be, it's going to be a, 
two-part question. So first, what got you into Rocket League? And then second, what has kept you in Rocket League? Mm, good one. I like it. Very nice. All right. Cool. Well, uh, I will say one more time before we get going, Hootie, thank you so much uh, for the time. Uh, I appreciate it. It has been a lot of fun. Um, and I, again, will say, even though I said it at the beginning, I appreciate you understanding my timing faux pas <laughs> and being willing to give me a second chance. Uh, it was enjoyable. Uh, and as always, uh, thank you for coming on and thank you for the boost. 